What's up, monsters? Welcome back to the Wake the Monster podcast. So today we're going to continue with the leadership alphabet. This is today is B, and it is bravery. Now, right off the bat, who think about bravery? Who are you thinking about? Superheroes, Batman, Superman, Iron Man, the Avengers. Maybe you're thinking about real world. I mean, you're thinking about Rangers and Navy SEALs and combat controllers and special forces and military service members. Maybe you're thinking about people in the Bible. Jesus, Moses, Noah, God, Mary, Mary Magdalene, all the other Marys in the Bible, the apostles. Now they all give examples of bravery. Each one very different. So how does that relate to us in leadership positions. We're trying to be recognized as a leader the right way. You know, bravery oftentimes is looked at as this big heroic action, this monumental moment where you defend freedom and liberty or defend the citizens from an oppressor or defend your family from an invader or, you know, something. You fight the good fight. Big, momentous action where you put your life at risk to save somebody else. You're willing to throw everything you have away to protect somebody. And that's true. And that that happens in society. It's not, it's not just a movie thing. That happens in real world. And that's great. It, it We need people to take those actions in those moments. Too often they're not there. But that's not all bravery is. Bravery can be a bunch of smaller actions that create a desired outcome. You know, I think about bravery a lot in the concept of, am I brave? It sounds conceited to say yes. It sounds self-deprecating to say no. It sounds like you're unconfident if I were to say no, right? But I don't really know what the answer is. I like to think I am, but somebody else, the thing that I do might not have been brave to them. Might have just been, oh yeah, that's just a normal thing, right? So again, it's relative. Is jumping out of an airplane brave? Or is it stupid, right? A fine line between bravery and stupidity. So it's a weird word. And in leadership, I think it's really, really interesting. You know, I've said it a few times on this podcast that I, I used to fight uh, as an amateur, not a professional. I took a few fights just to kind of test myself, and I lost a couple of them. And the idea, I thought about that, like, is that brave? I think part of it is, right? The idea of stepping into a ring against somebody else, and the objective is to try and make the other person unconscious. Like, when you fight, the fight is not, you shouldn't be fighting to, oh, I'm going to score a point, and I'm going to outpoint the person, right? Because if you do that, and the other person is looking to knock your head off, there's a good chance if they're equally skilled as you, they're going to do it. Because point fighting is kind of, you're kind of reserved, and you need to be aggressive as a fighter. A lot of different styles, right? A lot of different, there's no right answer to, to the way to fight other than win, but... 
you know, there's a lot of different approaches to it. To me, I don't, I don't like the idea of going into a point fight. You're standing across from somebody who wants to knock you out, who wants to make you go to sleep in front of hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people. And, you know, twice I've gone in, twice I have, I wasn't knocked unconscious, but I did lose before the end of the bell. I did not make it to the judges' scorecards. And that is embarrassing as all hell. That sucks to be looking up while you're laying on a canvas and people are just laughing and screaming and just having a great time with the fact that you're failing in a very, very, very personally vulnerable moment of your life. God, that's, oh man. Having that feeling is, is what makes me feel like, oh, I gotta get another one. Gotta get another one so I, so I can get that feeling off of me, right? It's not the time for me right now, so I'm not going to. But like, it takes a certain amount of personal bravery to be willing to make that walk, to be willing to stand in there across from somebody else with a crowd that some wants you to win, some wants you to lose, and risk being embarrassed. I agree. I have a, a ton of respect for fighters. Anybody who steps into an octagon or a ring, anything like that, willing to put their own pride on the line, mad respect for all y'all. Much different than playing basketball or any of the other sports. Fighting is is something raw. It's something very primal. You know, there, there's a lot more judgment to somebody who loses in a fight. You know, I found it easier to step into a ring than I did to walk into somebody's office and tell them, hey, I disagree with the way you're doing things. It was a lot easier for me to punch somebody in the face than it was for me to have a conversation with somebody that I disagreed with. And that's something that I've intentionally been working on for a decade now. Right? If you've been watching me for a little while, you know that I believe that I've had to reframe my idea of what a man is. I've had to rebuild my manhood from scratch when I turned about 24, right around the time I got married. A lot of revelations came out in my family where the, just the example I had of what I thought a man should be was literally the worst possible example that humanity could produce, quite literally. And, you know, I had to start from scratch. And one of those big issues that I had was conversational confrontation. And my issue was never, is this going to escalate to violence? It never was. Because I was always confident there. I always had a feeling like, I'm not scared of this person fighting me. I'm, I'm going to be okay. I've trained for a long time in that. That's, that's, that's not a thing. My issue was always the embarrassment of being wrong or being proven that that I didn't know what I was talking about or, you know, something along those lines. So it took a long time for me to be able to have the courage to speak up, right? That's crazy. There's a crazy concept of bravery to me is, yeah, I'll fight somebody, but it's a lot harder to just to talk to somebody. You know, let me know in the comments. Let me know, you know, hit me up on Instagram at Wake the Monster and let me know what you think. Do you think it's harder to fight somebody physically or to have a conversation where you disagree. 
I think the conversation is a lot harder. There, it's not primal. A natural instinct for humans is to fight, especially men. It's it's a survival tactic, right? A natural instinct is not to have a conversation to resolve problems. It's harder. It's harder to find common ground with people you disagree with. You're starting on opposite ends, and you're trying you're trying to negotiate and have a conversation with people and find a middle ground. It's freaking hard. And it's always been crazy because you hear fight or flight when it comes to violence, but it it exists in conversation too. It's just conflict in general. And conflict is natural, but for the better part of the existence of, of Homo sapiens, conflict, the resolution has been violence. You know? The idea that conflict resolution can be conversation in the totality of humanity is actually very new. So it makes sense that that's something that is is uncomfortable to people because it's biologically a new thing for us. You know, so when you think about being a brave leader, confrontation is where you figure out what bravery really is. And you have to think about bravery in the concept of power too, right? For instance, if you're the manager in a, in a store, in a retail store, if somebody stocking shelves, let's say fronting merchandise, fronting merchandise where you pull all the merchandise to the front of the shelf to make it look like the shelves are full, common retail trick. If somebody forgets to front a row of shelves, you're a mid-30s store manager and you got a 16-year-old stock clerk, maybe you're pretty raw in your leadership skills, it's logical to think that the manager is probably going to yell at the 16-year-old if they're an ineffective manager, right? I can see that being very common. I've seen very aggressive managers. I've interacted with very aggressive managers, both as an employee and as a customer, right? And it's like, hey, you're a bad leader. But now take that same manager and put the, make them have a disagreement with their regional manager or district manager, whatever, you know, whatever the next position in, in leadership is above them. Let's say the store manager disagrees with what the regional manager is trying to put in place. How does that dynamic work? Is the store manager still going to yell at the regional manager? Probably not. There's a little bit of fear built in there because the regional manager has more power. They have the capability to just fire the store manager for yelling. Stock clerk can't doesn't have any power over the store manager, so if store manager yells at the stock clerk, the worst thing that's going to happen is stock clerk can quit. I mean, that hurts the store manager for a minute, but there's going to be another person to fill that spot, right? Same concept between the store manager and the regional manager. Regional manager can yell, but the store manager can't because of the fact that there's a power dynamic there. So when you think about power, when you think about bravery, bravery is not about yelling at people. Bravery is about being capable of having a disagreement. Bravery is more important when you are the lesser powered person in the conversation. Are you willing to walk into your boss's office and say, boss, I disagree with you. Boss, I think a decision that you made is incorrect. That's a brave thing. Not only is that brave, but it's especially important if the decision that you disagree with and the decision that you're confronting, because every disagreement is conflict, every disagreement is confrontation, it's especially important if the decision that you're confronting is one that is affecting several team members negatively. 
We're not going to argue with decisions that affect team members positively. We like those. Decisions that affect team members negatively are the ones that we want to find resolutions to. And if somebody above us put that decision in place, we need to be willing to go in there and we need to say, boss, I disagree. I think this is a bad decision. These are going to be the consequences of that decision. Can we change it? Can we fix it? And you don't have to go in yelling. You don't have to go in and say, boss, you're you're an effing moron. You're stupid. You're an idiot. I think this is a dumb decision in the world. You don't have to demoralize and you don't have to bring down and demean people that way. You catch more flies with honey. So bravery does not mean being willing to go in and yell and scream. That's the opposite. That's emotion. Emotion is easy. Babies have emotion all the time, right? Babies might not be dangerous, but if a baby's throwing a fit and they're holding a bat, well, somebody might get a bruised shin, right? We want to avoid that kind of stuff. So bravery is not about yelling and screaming. Bravery is about collecting yourself, gathering your emotions, having logic behind your decision, and then going and executing a conflict resolution with somebody who holds more power than you. There is always a tier of power in every organization. Even, I mean, down to schools, right? Students have the least power. They're the largest group in a school, but they have the least power. And then it goes, it it changes from there. You got teachers with a little more, and then you got administrators, and then you got principals, presidents, deans, whatever it is, right? The, the lesser the lesser the position, the greater the power. Bravery as a leader, somebody who's trying to be labeled as a leader, is confronting problems with people who hold more power than you. But you got to practice it. You got to get comfortable with it. And you got to get comfortable with it being conversation, not confrontation. Conversation gets things done. Conversation moves the ball forward. Conversation gets everybody on the same page and executing correctly. Confrontation just creates hostility. Confrontation is just going to label you as the emotional nut job. The, but your boss is no longer going to trust you if they did in the first place. And your team is not going to send you to be the one to resolve problems in the future because you didn't fix that one. You just pissed off the boss, right? So bravery is wild. Bravery is crazy because it's fighting is simple. Physical conflict, conflict, yelling, screaming, that's all simple. That's all primal instinct that we've been doing since we started walking on two feet conversation as a form of resolution is is new i mean we've all been around it because we're all less than you know thousand years old but conversation to resolve problems is new so it's harder we're not used to it yet it's it fights against our our natural instincts that's why i think confronting somebody through conversation debating being willing to be wrong, being vulnerable in conversation is actually much more brave than somebody willing to step into a ring and fight. Still brave, but there's levels to this game. What kind of leader do you want to be? You want to be the one that yells and screams? People above you might like you, but the people below you won't. won't. People below you are the ones you're trying to lead. People above you should be irrelevant. Get the results from the people below. Work with them. Results will get you where you want to go eventually. And it'll also get them where they want to go. That's called win-win. Best scenario, win-win-win. 
Because if you take my advice, then I get to win too. That's my office reference for you today. Appreciate y'all stopping by. If you like the podcast, leave me a five star. If you didn't, leave me a one star. Either way, it lets me know how to get better in the future. If you're watching on YouTube or Rumble or anything like that, leave a comment down below. We're moving on to letter C in the next podcast. Let me know what you think letter C is going to be. If you watched letter A, you're going to know the answer. I'm going to continue with the leadership alphabet all the way through until we get to Z. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Go wake your monster. Peace.